This is Talk Record Upload, a podcast about anything and everything. I'm Steve. And I'm Logan. Let's talk about some stuff. Hello. Been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks since our last recording session. Yes, it has. Which is why we're doing a mass recording session. Yeah, we are. We're before. recording hopefully three in one day. Let's see how long it takes. Yeah. Because uh, we do have a thing to do at 5.30. Yeah, we're going to watch a game tonight. We are. There's a football game on tonight. Yeah, there's no Olympics because they paused the Olympics for the Super Bowl. Did they really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, which that's I think funny. is, at least that's what I heard. I guess I not confirm it or anything, but I heard that they paused the Olympics for the Super Bowl. Which is dumb, because the Olympics are in China. Right. And only, like, maybe two countries competing care at all about this game. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting that they would pause a worldwide event for what is an American. It's not even being broadcasted on the same. Right. I'm pretty sure the Super Bowl's not on NBC, right? It is, actually. Or, or is it, or is it Fox? It might be CBS. It's not Fox. Fox was last year. I meant year. to say ESPN. I didn't mean to say Fox. ESPN doesn't get the Super Bowl. Never? Never. It rotates between CBS, NBC, and Fox. Well, I know I'm right on that fact. As far as where it's being broadcasted, I don't know. But I can find out probably very quickly. Yeah, I'm Googling it real quick. We'll see what pops up. NBC. Okay, well, that at least makes some sense. That does make a little more sense. The Olympics go on the NBC Sports Network of channels or whatever they call it nowadays. So that makes a little more sense. But anyway, enough about Olympics. We'll we'll talk more about that later. Hopefully. Uh, that's Super Bowl. Super Bowl. What you got? Straight up. Realize, now we're both gonna be wrong because we were uh very wrong. Yeah. Last time. We were Well, I guess we both got one of the right. Um I think the Rams are gonna win. I do too, but I'm not that confident. Oh, no, it's like... But... This is one of the weirder Super Bowls in a while, because the Super Bowl always feels like it's a... Either team has a chance, but this one feels even more like either team could take this, and I would not be surprised. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised at all. Yeah. I also don't care who wins. Right. And I also will be happy for whoever wins. I agree. So it's a very weird Super Bowl. I am kind of in a weird situation because I want the Bengals to win. That's who I want to win the game. But in our preseason pick and pull, yes. I have the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Yep. And I need Cincinnati to win. Which means if the Rams win the Super Bowl, I win $60. Yep. So I'm kind of torn. Now, my wife is very, like, rooting for the Rams because $60. Yeah. But I want the Bengals to win. So I'm kind of in a unique situation where I, I'm happy either way. Yep. I either get to see the team that I want win, win, or. $60. Yeah. So, which I have, I need Cincinnati to win because it is down to you, me, and my brother in law right, right, for, right. our, for our pick and pull. Mm-hmm. And uh, if Cincinnati wins, it goes to point total, mm-hmm. which our point total, super weirdly, when him, we, him and I were texting about it, I, I told him, I was like, just so you know, I have already entered my point total yeah. and I have saved it mm-hmm. and I will not be changing it. So, whatever he sends me, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And he, I had typed in 50 was my point total and yeah. he sent me 51. 
Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. So there we go. So if it's yeah. 51 and higher, he wins. Mm-hmm. 50 and lower, I get, I win. Yeah. So I need Cincy for that. But in my other postseason poll that I do with my dad that I've been doing since I was like 10, mm-hmm. this is my first championship that I could potentially win. I've never been this close. Right. And I need the Rams to win for that. <laughs> so I guess either way, I'll win some money. Yeah. But to no be clear, wins, you will be the co-champion. Yeah, but it still counts as a championship. Still count. Your so. name still goes on the record book. Yeah. So, and in order to make the Hall of Fame in this thing, you have to have two, two of you have to win two championships. Mm. So, and I don't have one. So, yeah, I've got a lot of other things ticked there off are, that box. I, I'm just missing the championship. There are a lot so. of people that compete in that, so that does kind of make sense. Yeah. There's thir- I think thirty people. Yeah. I think it's up to thirty. It might be thirty. Oh, I don't remember exactly how many it is, but it's quite a few. So. Yeah. I need to. I mean, I'm the. Creator's son, I have to be in the Hall of Fame, right? You gotta win at some you know? point. I, you gotta win something. I haven't won a regular season yet, so. Well, I thought it'd be cool if, rather than just talking about Super for 20 minutes, let's go over some uh, some bets, like some betting lines. Some for what? bets for the Super Bowl. Sorry. But we're still talking. Yeah, but you, instead of. Because you said instead of talking about the Super Bowl, let's talk about prop bets for the Super Bowl. Instead of us just talking for 20 <laughs> minutes about how wrong we are, yeah. because we know have no idea what we're talking about, yeah. let's instead put it into statistics how wrong we are. Okay. Because I like numbers. Okay. So the first one is we're going to start with just some basic betting lines. So right now, Vegas has the Rams at minus four on the spread. Okay. Do you still take the Rams at that point? Or yeah. Or do you think it's a three? I got 27-21 Rams is my prediction. If you're giving me four points... On the Rams, negative four points on the Rams. I'll take the Bengals. I think it's going to be a three to one point game. I think it's going to be tight. Yeah, I don't have a score prediction at the moment, but that's where I'm at. Twenty-seven, twenty-one puts it at fifty-eight or uh, forty-eight points. There you go. So that's good math. A dub for me. So. Well, it. if Cincy wins, I guess mm-hmm. I would need Cincy. That also brings it to the second question. Uh, Vegas has set the over under at forty-eight and a half. Which I think is incredibly generous. Incredibly, like, I would almost venture to put my money on that being right. Well, it, I mean, it can't be because it's half, but I mean, you know. Being 48 or 49. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, well, I don't, I mean. It is incredible how good Vegas is at getting the over-under. Mm-hmm. They get it so close every time. Yep. For me, though, I think it's under all day, every day. I think this game is going to be low scoring. Especially considering the last time the Rams made it in the Super Bowl. Remember how many points they scored? Mm-hmm. Three. Yeah. So for me, that just seems that seems generous. But I think it will either be under, like you said, mm-hmm. or it will be over. Those are two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are two solid statistics. That's what I think. Numbers. I think it'll be. I think it'll be one of those two for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, I'd probably, like, if I was in Vegas right now and not in a state that is dumb when it comes to gambling laws, uh, I would go with, uh, I'd put 50 on under, and I'd probably put 50 on over. You know that doesn't work. And then I'd win. Yeah, but you also lose. Yeah. The same amount of money. Yeah, but I would still win. Hmm. What color Gatorade do you think is going to (laughs) be? At the end of the game. Oh. So I saw, saw this guy on TikTok who like did like this whole investigative study about what color the Gatorade was gonna be. Yeah. And, like he was DMing all these random athletes. He's like, hey, what flavor is it gonna be? Um and he couldn't, of course, get anybody to respond back to him. Yeah. Um, why would they? And so 
he deduced that it's going to be orange. Okay. Because orange is the worst flavor and therefore is the one that's most likely to have stuff in it, which I would agree with that orange is the worst flavor. What do you mean have stuff in it? Like, because, you know, like the red and the white is going to be drank by the end of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Do they make multiple flavors? Oh, yeah. Hmm. They always make multiple flavors because different players like different flavors. That makes sense. I've never really actually thought about that, I guess. But I have my prediction for that. And I believe that it depends on who wins. Okay. Uh, Rams? Yellow. So it'll be lemon lime Gatorade. That's green, but okay. I mean, it's yellowish, greenish. It's if like, I, if, it's I like, t- if I tell you to go in and get me a yellow Gatorade, what flavor are you bringing me? I'm going to ask you clarification before I go in. Okay. Well, because there's not a yellow Gatorade. So if you told me yellow, I'm bringing you lemon lime. If you tell me green, then I'm going to go in there and be like, green apple? Or does he want this cucumber lime? Or does it, maybe he was talking about lemon lime, but... Because there's other more green Gatorades. Sure. So slight tangent question then. Because I think this is a perfect representation of the color of the lemon lime Gatorade. Sure. What color is a tennis ball? What color is a tennis ball? Yeah. Lime green. Interesting. Yeah. Yellow green. Sure. If the Cincinnati Bengals win, it will be orange Gatorade. Okay. I'm going orange either way. I don't. That's think probably the safer bet, I feel like, but... I just feel like yeah, because you know how mad you're gonna be if the Rams dump orange Gatorade out. Like, oh, <laughs> no, I mean what absolutely is gonna happen is whoever wins will be red Gatorade, and we'll both be like, yeah, of course we were wrong. Right, right. <laughs> we're wrong absolutely. about everything. Yep. But I feel like uh, the Bengals just have that feeling of like they're the type of team that uses the orange Gatorade because mm-hmm. it's their color. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, that's fair. I can see that. That's probably all they make on the sideline. They don't make multiple flavors. It's yeah. all orange. Yeah. And they're like, we're the Bengals. We're not drinking red Gatorade. Red Gatorade. Yeah, that, <laughs> that could be a thing I could see happening. As far as I'm aware, I think most teams make multiple flavors because they want different options for people. That makes sense. But I don't play for an NFL team, so I have no idea. Did you know they often have a pitcher, like one of those Gatorade things, is full of chicken broth? I did know that during cold weather games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think they do it during regular games, too, but I, I don't know that for sure. But I do know that they do have little plastic shot mm-hmm. glasses of pickle juice. I did know that. I learned that one from mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill because yeah. everybody was freaking out during the mm-hmm. Super Bowl we won because he was on the sideline doing pickle shooters, and everybody's right. like, what is he doing? Right. I guess it's really good for cramps. That's, I've heard that, yeah. So mm-hmm. That's also, apparently, if I remember correctly, why Marshawn Lynch ate Skittles on the sideline because it helps him with uh, energy, short bursts of energy. And it helps him with his, uh, keep, keep from cramping too, I guess. Right. I could be wrong, but I, I seem to remember that being. I think it's just because Marshawn Lynch is a Skittle addict. But... That too. But I think when he did get asked, he was like, I just like Skittles. Yeah. But... All right. A couple more prop bets and then we'll move on. All right. Uh, Joe Burrow, total passing yards. Okay. 274.5. Under. I take the under as well. Um. He's been under that mark, I think, for every playoff game. I'm not looking at the stats, but I'm pretty sure he's been under that for every game in the playoffs. I believe it. Uh, I mean, it's hard to get 275 yards or more whenever you've been sacked nine times. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. Or zero when you play the Chiefs. Right. Or the, or zero when you play the when you beat the Chiefs. I'm still bitter. We don't have to talk about it. Okay. Matthew Stafford, .05 interceptions. I'll take the over. I will take the under. And I will say that none of them will be by Eli Apple because he's a hunk of... Wow. Heard it here first, folks. Yeah. 
No, you didn't hear it here. If you, if not if you live where we live, you didn't hear it here first. <laughs> he is not a very popular person. I take the under. I think that Matthew Stafford is going to be clinical. I think he's one of those dudes that, like, when when he makes that Super Bowl, he shines the bright brightest. I think he'll do well. I think he'll be clinical in his passing. I think he'll have a good game. I don't, I don't think he'll throw a pick. I, I think he'll throw a pick and have a good game. Well, that's also a true statement. I know. I think not. they're still playing another professional football team. So I know they're not I think, exclusive. I think I know, but I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll throw a pick, but yeah. I don't think it'll be a big pick. That's you know, I think mm-hmm. it'll be a second quarter. Sure. You know, ten minutes left in the second quarter interception. Where we're yeah. like, ah, great. Mm-hmm. And maybe Bengals march down and score after that, but I don't think it'll end up being a game-changing right. interception. But I do think he will throw one. Yeah. And I think Burrow throws two. Okay, I could see both of those happening. Honestly. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, I'll stick with it because I already said it. Fair enough. I was like, actually, more that I think about it, Burrow is not as big as like he'll take a sack, mm-hmm. which he's. You got the over under on Burrow taking sacks in there. I don't have one on <laughs> here, but I gotta imagine it's like seven. I was gonna say put it at seven and a half, and I'm still taking the over. Yeah, exactly. Aaron Donald's gonna. Aaron he gonna, gonna eat feast. tonight. Yeah. Aaron Donald, Von Miller. Like I know it's still a shell of himself. Well, true. It's yeah. Still Von Miller. Yeah. That dude's gonna feast. All right, what's your last one? Um, I got three quickfire ones. I got three more. Okay. Um, will there be a second half lead change? Yeah, three. Okay, I agree. I think that, yes. Uh, will any quarters be scoreless? Any quarters? Yes, two of them. I disagree. I do not think there will be a scoreless quarter. I think somebody's going to score every time. Okay. Absolutely no basis on that whatsoever, aside from Mike. That's what's going to happen. I don't have any basis on me saying no either. I just... <laughs> Um, or then, saying yes. Sorry, no. Next one. Last one. <laughs> yeah. Will there, well, I guess, quarterback receptions, 0.5? Quarterback receptions? Mm-hmm. Okay. I take the over. No, nah, I'm taking the under. Yeah. It's a safe bet. Yeah, I think I'm taking the under because... The only team that I could think that would that would happen would be the Bengals. I don't think the Rams are going to need it. They're, I don't think they're going to need a trick play yeah. to do that. I think the Bengals could do it, but I don't know who would throw it. Um, like I may, I mean, I don't. I mean, I know who their receivers are, like Tyler Boyd and, and them. But right. maybe Tyler Boyd was a high school quarterback. It wouldn't really surprise me, honestly. Right. That I feel like pretty much everybody in the NFL was a high yeah. school quarterback. But yeah. Okay. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'll, I would say. I think there will be one. But, I, think, I think that's kind of become an iconic Super Bowl moment. That's true, yeah. I mean, we've seen a, that happen a lot over the last few years, especially. True. I mean, it started with uh, 2018. Nick Foles. When, yeah. Yeah. When the Patriots lost the Eagles. Yeah. What, had two, God, what a great Super Bowl that was. It was a good game. Yeah. I mean, I'm bitter about us losing. But There's literally nothing better than Tom Brady losing the Super Bowl. <laughs> so. Well, no, I take there that back. Is. Him retiring there was a lot better. <laughs> The first time. The second time, it'll probably be even better. Right. Yeah. All right, we're not going to get into that, because I could go there for days. Yeah. And right. we also have two more episodes that we need banter, so. Yeah. Um. I also, so one last thing, and I promise we're going to move on. Are you familiar with the Phoenix Open in golf? Yes. Did you see the Rowdy Open, or whatever they call it? Yeah. Phoenix Rowdy, or whatever they Did call you see it? the video that went viral? Yeah. The, uh, Brittany Mahomes is getting out of, out of no. hand. Oh. No. So, Scott Ryder, okay, it's a professional golf. Sure, you're familiar with the 16th hole. Yes. For those of you who are not familiar, 16th hole, 
is called the rowdiest hole in golf. Um, it is a hundred or 360 degrees, completely surrounded by fans. The players have to go in a tunnel to get to the stadium because there's absolutely no stop it. The fans surround the hole. Um, Scott Ryder on the 16th hole became, I think, only the third person in Phoenix Open history to ace the 16th hole. Hmm. And when I tell you that place lost their minds, it puts a Manchester United goal to shame with the amount of beer that was flung in yeah, the air. Yeah, we're talking about the same video. I just saw a different caption on oh, it. Okay. My no. caption was Brittany Mahomes is really getting out of hand because of her pouring champagne when we beat the Bills. She poured champagne on the fans yeah. below her. So okay. the video was an aerial shot of them throwing champagne and beer all over huh. the okay. all over the green, sure, and it sure, said sure. Brittany Mahomes is really getting out of hand. And I was oh, like, okay, oh, this I is dumb. It. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I just thought it was funny because you know golf's that typical. Golf so that I and... saw the video, but I did not know that that was from an ace. I did not. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. That's even yeah. cooler. Yeah. That is that is pretty cool. I, I need to fact check. I think more people have aced it. I I saw the stat at one point. There have been very few people that have aced that hole, um, but that hole in particular is just, it's a monster hole to, because they will jeer you, they will, they will cheer you on, like, they are brutal at that hole, and if you're not playing well, they'll let you know about it. I believe it. Those dudes in Phoenix are built different. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy, and it was definitely a lot of beer all over the It was insane, but. Anyway, okay, I have one prop bet for you real quick. Okay. Maybe it might turn into a couple. Okay. Um, but about the Super Bowl. Just real quick and then we'll move on. Yep. Halftime show. First of all, I haven't been this excited for a halftime show in my entire life. I would agree with that. This show is gonna be insane. Yeah, I've I mean I liked, of, I liked the Coldplay one from four or five years ago. Yeah, that one was all right. That was a good but, one. Um so the couple prop bets that I've seen around the Super Bowl that I think are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um what happens first? Someone speaking, someone singing, or someone rapping. At the halftime show you're yeah. talking about? One of the one of the five artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking, singing, rapping. Speaking. I agree with that one. Yeah, 100%. Which artist is on stage first? Actually, I believe the first one that I heard was how many artists will, of the five, mm. the five, you know who the yeah. five are? So, hey, refresh my memory. Eminem, Snoop, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. And uh, Dre. Yeah, okay. I think they give the people what they want. Which is Eminem. Okay. I don't agree. Okay. I think it starts off with two people on stage. Okay. And it's Snoop and Dre. Okay. Because they started it all. That's that's a fair point. So they should start the halftime show. Sure. I think Eminem. Personally, I think Eminem's last. And the biggest. Yeah. And I think he's going to come out and everybody's going to lose their mind. Yeah, I would like <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what was the one. other one? Good There's one. one more that I can't remember. I don't know. You're the one telling the story. Yeah, I can't remember. There was another one that I thought was funny, but I can't remember. And whatever, we can move on. I'll think of it halfway through this episode, and uh, we'll mention it. Sure. So, all right. Well, I guess we can get into it. We're yeah. 22 minutes in. Let's. Yeah. Let's put, yeah, probably let's not make it actually happen. 22 minutes at this point. We've True, we've cut and edits. We're probably at 33 minutes. <laughs> Wait. Is that how math works? Math. Anyway, I think it's pretty obvious what we're talking about this episode, too. I so would agree. This one's yours. So it is. What do, you, uh, what do you got for me? So I want to start by saying the inspiration for this episode came from PBS. 
from your sister. Oh, from my sister. Yes. Did she finally submit? Did someone finally submit? No, she episode? didn't. Oh, okay. But you mean no one has been on our Twitter? She was commenting. Reddit or Facebook. Please do something. <laughs> like I know there's a bunch of people listening who are friends with us. Just do me a favor. Come on. Twitter, Reddit, literally anything. We have a Facebook now. Facebook. We got 100 likes on Facebook. True. That's exciting. That's a big deal. Yeah. We got to get to 200, though. Yeah, I agree. We got to beat 200. I got to beat. We have personal reasons for wanting to beat 200. Anyway, my sister. Your sister commented on a recent post about a previous episode. Okay. Where you should go look it up and see what the episode is if you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it was talking, the title had Harry Potter in it. Oh, right. And she seemed very excited about the Harry Potter episode. That's right. She actually texted me about that, too. Only for her to find out that it was not a Harry Potter episode. Well, come on now. So I think it's time to give her what she wants. An Iron Man episode. Oh, um, I was thinking Harry Potter episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that makes a little more sense. Let's do it. Let's dive in. So we're both very pretty large Harry Potter fans. I would say so. You have a painting down in your uh <laughs> I sure do. Basement. Best painting in the world. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um and I have mini Harry Potter regalia in my sure. house. Yep. Just for the record, I'm a Ravenclaw. Gryffindor. So just to to put that out there. Yep. So I first want to talk about my love for the series. Okay. I want to preface that by saying that I do love this series. I am a massive fan. I have stuff all over my house. Yep. I've read all the books a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I got in trouble in school for reading the Harry Potter books too much versus doing my homework. Sure. And so I'm a massive book fan. Love the movies. Daniel, Rupert, Emma. First of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And thank you for what you did. You, uh, you took what was this little franchise in our head and you brought it to the real world. So thank you for that. Alan, Rickman. R.I.P. Ron. I, uh, we miss you. You did good work. Um, and J.K.? Don't always love the things you've said sometimes. Yeah, you're kind of a racist, but thanks for the book. Thank you for the universe. Yeah. Thank you for uh, what is one of the best fictional series ever created. Now, that being said, I've got some bones to pick. Bones to pick. Yes. About Harry Potter. About Harry Potter. See, there's things that you don't like about Harry Potter. Yes. Well, this will... Here's the thing. I... I did not watch the movies until much later than they came out. Well, that's strange. Um, I have reasons. Okay. I'm not going to get into those today. But... But you didn't go to every midnight premiere? I didn't Dressed go to in every, full costume? Yeah. I did not see a movie in the theater until I was in college. And like at, at all? Or just a Harry Potter movie? No, like Harry Potter. Oh. But I did not um, go to the theaters to see any of the Harry Potter movies. Hmm. And that was when movie seven came out. So Interesting. Um, The Deathly Hallows Part 1. So I got very late on the movie. So I read the books and exclusively the books for a very, very long time. Okay. And when I finally got to watch the movies, there were some key points that um, they got really wrong. Okay. And I want to talk about it because 
there are a couple things, and my wife who is listening to this episode already knows what the number one is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have things that may not seem like big deals, but they matter. There are little details about the series that matter, and I want to get mad about them. All right, so let's get mad. Let's get mad. So I have five points. Okay. That I want to go over. Okay. And this episode's going to be a little different because this is just going to be me. This is my bone to pick with the Harry Potter series. I'm here to react. Steve's going to react. Yep. And tell me how wrong I am. Hashtag Steve react. Steve reacts. That'll trend on Twitter with all four of our followers. Yeah. So, what's number four? Five. Sure. You want me to start with number four? You start with whichever one you want. I'm going to start with number five. Okay. Number five is a two-parter. Okay. Um, there are two smaller creatures that really got the rough ends in, this, in the movie series. They were sure. pretty important in the books. Sure. Dobby, obviously. Three-parter. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. The, first, the most important one. That's fine. The first being Dobby. Okay. Um, Dobby got some mistreatment from the from the movies. Not as much as I think the other two that I'm gonna mention. That's fair. And he also got a heck of a send off. Yeah. That had at least my theater when I saw it. But again, I was mm-hmm. at Midnight Premiere, so a little different crowd uh sobbing when he when he got out. So Yeah. Which and that was Oh, before we go super into it, spoilers. Oh yeah. I assume there will be spoilers. But at the same time, if you're being if you're having Harry Potter spoiled to you by a podcast in twenty twenty two that's on you. Yeah, get with it. Get better. Okay. <laughs> Be better. Um, Dobby, I don't have as many bones to pick with because his story arc followed very closely with the movie or with the book. Um, I didn't have any problems with that. But the big one I have a bone to pick with is Creature. Okay. You remember Creature. I do. You remember who he is. Yes. The house elf for the black man. Yes. Now, in the movie, he was just crotchety old man the entire time well, he hated elf, the but yeah elf, whatever he hated the trio um he hated all of them he hated what he was doing he hated ever being involved with them blah 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 blah, blah. um in the books hermione showed kindness showed that she treated that she treated him differently than the other people in the world she treated him with care and he started to show fondness to the trio he started to cook for them. He was a pleasant person to come home to at the end of a, a long day of checking out the ministry. And he was a character that was a he was a sense of warmth and compassion in a very dark time in that book. And Creature didn't get that, which I think was rude. I think that they turned him into not comic relief. But the 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 opposite of the of the characters, and I think that that does speak a little bit into the tone of the eighth film. It was a lot, or sorry, seventh film. It was a lot darker. It was a lot. It was a lot darker than the others. So I do get that. But I don't love the way that they treated creature in the in the movies. I think that they took what was a good character, a really great character growth, and they uh, they ruined it. Sure. And then my other on number five is Peeves. Peeves, for those of you who don't remember, is the ghost. One of the ghosts of the Hogwarts castle. 
he he was a troublemaker. He was the guy who was always wrecking the castle. He was always throwing papers around. He was just the troublemaker. But he was a fun character. And he even has a redemption arc in the seventh book where he does stand up for the school. He fights for the school along with everybody else. Peeves at no point shows up in any of the books. And that's directors. I am looking straight at you right now. That was a travesty. Yeah. Again, I know nobody else cares, but I do. <laughs> so that's my number five. Okay. You got any initial reactions? No, I pretty much agree with all of yours. Uh, I did not remember who Peeves was at first until you went in more to detail. Yeah. I, then I remembered, and I was like, oh, you're right. He wasn't even in the movie, if that, that makes sense. Not a once. Um, that, that would have been a fun character to be in there. Um, I don't have as much issue with the creature one, just simply because I don't think his character development had anything to do with the story. Sure. Um, so, like, the Peeves one makes a little more sense because he mm-hmm. did, you know, fight at the end, so yeah. it kind of makes sense. But, like, Creature one, like, it just doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with the... So I can see why that would get cut out of the movie, because, I mean, you can't put everything in the movie, or... Sure. I mean, granted, I wish there was, like, 12 of them and they were really long, but, you know, you can't just do that every time. So I kind of get why those got cut. Well, uh, CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC, whoever wants to buy this idea, this is a patented idea, mm-hmm. so don't steal this from me. Make a TV series... Make each episode a chapter. Make it a seven-season TV series. I promise you, you will make billions. Yeah, Make it true to the books. I promise you, people will watch it. Probably. You'd need new people, though. It'd be weird to have another person play Harry Potter. Yeah, but it'd be okay. Would it? Yeah. You just got to get it right. Just don't cast the wrong person. All right, let's All right. hear. Let's uh, let's hear number four. Number four um, is an, is another character. This is a slightly bigger character who I think um, a lot of more people will agree with. Jenny Weasley. Yes. Okay. Jenny Weasley in the book was a character who timid at first, shy. Remember when she was introduced into the series? Would have been in the second book. Mm-hmm. She would have been, I think, nine or ten years old. She was a shy young girl. She met the boy who lived. Yeah, she was shy. Mm-hmm. Um, she grew into what was a powerful, strong character who was driven, who had her own goals. Um, there is a test that I believe I'm calling it correct. I think it's called the Bechtel test or the Bechter test or something like that. Um, it is a test that is to not inclusivity, but it's to determine if it's a movie that isn't boy movie. Um, but basically it is, are there two women? Do they talk to each other? And do they not talk about boys? And because every time there's two women in movies, that seems to be all that they talk about. Sure. Um, in the books, you know, Jenny was kind of the big driver of like, she was talking about other things. Like she wanted to be a Quidditch player. She did play Quidditch for the, for the school. She wanted to be a professional Quidditch player. Like there's things that she talked about and she's a driven character. Um, she would, yell at Harry for being an idiot. She would so much driven and she was I mean she was a feminist character, which I mean feminism's not a, not something I'm passionate about, but for women out there who care who want a feminist character in their books and their movies, she was a big letdown. 
um, she was a character that really got screwed over pretty hard in the series. And for I think, me, I think that's one of the biggest characters that got got rough. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I think she she played a bigger role in the movies than than it seems like you're giving her credit for. Maybe, but because she did play Quidditch in she the did. movies, mm-hmm. and she was kind of a she was in the movies. I mean, they did the, the her first mm-hmm. scene where she's introduced and she gets all wide eyed and runs mm-hmm. away from Harry. Yeah, you know that was pretty much spot out of the book. Sure. You know, she's in it, but you're right. There's not a whole lot of talk with her, mm-hmm. but I think because at that point when she's, you know, old enough, there's so much other stuff going on in the movies that, yeah. you know, why develop another character that you sure. don't really need that doesn't really matter to the actual overall storyline. Mm. So See, that's where we get wrong, though. I mean, I, I guess she does, but like, like, towards the point of the end, like the last couple movies, it's all about Harry and Voldemort. Sure. It's not about anything else. Yeah. It's not about Quidditch. It's mm-hmm. not about, yeah. you know, Jenny wanting to, you know, learn mm-hmm. how toasters work or whatever. She's, <laughs> it's not about that. Yeah. And the movies, like the movies in particular, they have to be about one thing or nobody's going to want to watch. Sure. That's true. So I think that's probably why. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just another one of those things that had to get mm-hmm. cut, I guess. But yep. but I see what you mean. But I think um, they kind of already had that character that you're talking about, mm-hmm. that the females wanted. They already had it in uh, her mom. Yeah, that she is was, true. Especially towards the end, she mm-hmm. had her scene, you know, mm-hmm. daughter bitch, that mm-hmm. scene, which is great. Um, and then McGonagall, of course, and yep. obviously Hermione, yeah, who mm-hmm. is like the epitome of awesome in those movies. That's true. So, I do agree, and I think all those characters have their place. Uh, I just something about Jenny, the way that her character was portrayed, it just really felt like she was portrayed as just this useless character who was nothing aside from to be the love interest for Harry. Yeah, that's fair. Which again is kind of the whole point of the Bechdel test of like do women characters exist not to talk about men. Yeah, that's fair. So which I know we're two dudes sitting here talking about this, but good point. W- women need more representation in movies. Yeah. I'll say it. I mean, they're pretty represented in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe even pretty close to equally. Maybe. Probably not that equal, but well, I'd say on the evil side, they're still, you know, Bellatrix, one of the coolest characters in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's evil, but like, right. she's still really cool. She's a cool character. But I didn't mean to turn this into a feminist rant. <laughs> Doesn't everything. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Um,. This is probably what most people will think is the silliest one on the list. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably admit it's a little silly. Okay. But it bugs me. Okay. Harry Potter's eyes were supposed to be green. Not blue. Okay. That is a theme throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. You have your mother's eyes. That's a theme in the movie, too. But his eyes are blue and her eyes are green. Yeah, that's fair. So wrong. Yeah, that's fair. That was such a theme. I've, I've heard that one before because it's it, it's talked about a lot too because mm-hmm. it's a very simple fix. There's like nine different ways they could have fixed that. Right. Contacts, mm-hmm. CGI, changing stuff in post. Right. Like there's a bajillion different ways that they could have fixed that, and they just didn't. Now I will say when they hired Radcliffe, the intention was to give him contacts. Apparently, on day one of filming, they put in the contacts, and his eyes turned beet red. Mm. So they're like, okay. So they took him out, gave him eye drops, tried it again, did the same 
Hmm. Tried it again two days later, still the same thing. So apparently his eyes hated the adjusting contact lenses. Wow. So I do understand that was the plan. But like you said, there was six other ways they could have fixed that. Even in, what was the first one, early 2000s? I'm trying to remember the timeline. 2001, I want to say. Yeah. Even at that point, there were still ways to fix it. I mean, I guess I could see their argument of, are we really going to go through this entire movie and edit mm-hmm. his eyes for at least seven movies? I don't know if mm-hmm. at the beginning they intended there to be eight movies, right. but like, are we really going to do this for seven movies? Because he's in every scene. Like, are mm-hmm. we really just going to go in and edit? Maybe the editors were just like, we're not doing that. That, that, right. is in the, that would be a, a person's job. For, in editing. That would be multi, their whole job. For a multi-billion dollar movie franchise, you're right. They couldn't afford to pay somebody well, afford to and Afford is two different things because, like you just said, it's a multi-billion dollar yeah, franchise. Yeah. What if they miss one? That's true. Then they're a multi-billion dollar who missed one little scene where, yeah. you know, Hagrid comes into the room and Harry looks at him and, like, were his eyes blue in that scene? You know, God forbid they miss mm-hmm. one. So they probably were just like, we're not doing it. It's not that important. What did you call him? Hagrid. Hagrid. Yeah, I know. I say it different than most people do. Interesting. You know, how do you say it? Hagrid. Hagrid? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I say Hagrid, but I don't either. I think I heard it once and it just stuck. I'm so. pretty sure the uh, um, uh, audiobook, which is what I take as the uh, point of record on the Harry Potter books as far as pronunciation, does Hagrid. But I could be wrong. Maybe. I don't know. I don't either. We'll follow up on that. Get back to you. Anyway, I know it seems like a petty thing, but it was such a big thing throughout the franchise. And so a huge part of Harry Potter's character growth and character arc was his relationship with his parents that was non-existent, obviously. But his longing to be with his parents, his longing to have that connection with his parents, that was such a huge thing. And that was part of what drove that was the fact that, you know, he had his mother's eyes. And that was a mantra heard throughout the entire series is, oh, you have your mother's eyes. And so for them to to kind of ruin that bit for me felt silly and an, and a mistake that could have been fixed a million other ways. Again, I know it's probably a petty one for most people. For me, it matters. That's fair. All right. Well, I think this is a great time to take a little break. Word yeah. from our sponsors. Sure. And uh, we can do a little stretch, get a little drink. And we'll be back with our, with your last two. Okay. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. We'll be back. Hey, Steve. Yes, Logan. Do you ever get thirsty? I have found myself to be parched at times. Do you know what my favorite way to quench that thirst is? Well, it's got to be G Fuel. Water. To, that you use to make G Fuel? Nope. Are we sponsored by G Fuel again this week? No, we're not. Oh. I'll get there. You let me get there. Okay. I love to quench my thirst with some good old H2O. Okay, I can see that. Now, what's your favorite kind of water? I would say just not, to drink in general. Now, what's your favorite? What's the best kind of water? Oh, Fiji water for sure. Tap water. Tap. Oh. And today we're sponsored by tap water. We're sponsored by, we're sponsored by tap water? Stop asking questions. All you need to do to claim your 20% off tap water is to open your tap and shout our promo code into your faucet the next time you're getting tap water. We have are, you a pro- are you ready for the promo code? We have a promo code for tap water? It is. Hashtag. This is not an ad, but please follow us on social media. Dot com. 
Wait, it's a hashtag with a dot com? Um, we actually have a new segment that we are going to introduce. Yeah, super excited about today. This. We've been talking about it for a little bit. We finally got properly prepared to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't quite have a name yet, uh, mostly just because we didn't think to name it until right now. Yeah. I just realized we that didn't have a name for it, so do. we'll be back with a name for it. Or better yet, why don't you go on Twitter and our Reddit and give us suggestions for a name for this segment? Do we have a Twitter? We do. We actually have a Twitter and a Reddit. Yeah, and a Facebook. And a Facebook, yeah. So Reddit, r slash TRU podcast, no space. Twitter, at TRU underscore pod. Perfect. Please follow us. For now, I'm just going to call it Rate My Song. Yeah, that's a great temporary title. Yeah, that's what we'll call it for now. That is subject to change. So in this particular segment, what we're going to be doing, uh, at at some point, um, we will be giving each other a song to listen to. This was inspired because Logan and I have very different tastes in music. Very different. And we often end up talking about it and uh, sending each other songs, and we're like, this just isn't what I listen to. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had the idea, what if we did this as a segment where he can send me a song that's part of a genre or a type of music that I don't normally <laughs> listen to, mm-hmm. and then I will rate it based on certain criteria. And then after I rate that song, I will give him a song to listen to. And then Mm -hmm. on the next episode, he will rate the song I gave him. And then he'll give me the song that I will rate on the next episode and so on and so forth. So our criteria we're going to be rating them on, uh, there's, well, four things and then an overall. So the first one is lyrics uh, and then musicianship, which can mean whatever it means to you is what it means. Sure. Uh, Production is like the production quality of the song, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what I am calling earworm ability, which is basically, you know, earworms are songs that get stuck in your head. So yeah. that's, an imp- I think, kind of a catchy little part of a song is whether it gets stuck mm-hmm. in your head or not. Yeah. Um, and then our overall score. It'll be out of 10, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, I'll tell you what my ranking is for, uh, for the song that I gave you or you gave me. Yeah. So for this particular one, uh, I started, I gave Logan the first song. Uh, mm-hmm. For this particular episode, I already gave it to him, so that way he could listen to it and he could have a review. Like I said in the future, he will then, after this, give me a song, and then on our next episode, I will review that song, and so on and so forth. Exactly. The very first song that I gave Logan is a song that has a special place in my heart. It is Kingdom by the Devin Townsend Project. So, Logan, what did you think of Kingdom? I will preface by saying it's it's certainly not the type of music I listen to. No, it is not. It is definitely type of. <laughs> this is one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah, you yes, you are a small fan of theirs. Yes, yes. I will point out you are sitting next to my autographed Devin Townsend T-shirt that is framed and on my wall. Yeah, I mean, maybe you didn't know what that that's what that was, but that's well, what it is. I did know that was what it is. Um, so it's it's definitely not my type of music, but I will strive to try to open my mind a little bit more. That's I think, the point in this As segment. we're both hoping to. Um, to appreciate more than just my own personal taste. Sure. I want to appreciate that. Now, I do want to preface also by saying the baseline for this, I will be listening to every song on AirPod Pros because I want a nice flat, which I think AirPod Pros is pretty nice, flat, little bass-heavy sound, but pretty neutral for the most part. Okay. So, 
That's fair. Hopefully that doesn't impact things too much. It shouldn't, and I will say just for future songs, if there is a particular song that I think needs to be listened in a different way, I mm-hmm. will tell you ahead of time. That's good. Because there are some songs I know on my list that will need mm-hmm. to be listened to a certain way or you won't get the full effect. Correct. Yes, um, I agree. And it could be the same for you. If you have a specific mm-hmm. way you want me to listen to a song, let me know. Otherwise, it's just going to be on normal speakers. Yep. But Okay. So I'll get into the lyrics. Um, and I'm going to say this by saying I am not a music expert. Okay. I play music. I'm a musician of some form. I've been playing music most of my life, so I know some stuff. Um, if I say something that's dumb or that you disagree with, please leave it in the comments. Well, Tell me how I'm me. wrong. I was like, gladly. But let's be civil here, folks. Sure. Everybody has different opinions. For me, the lyrics of Kingdom, it is a typical I screwed up story. Please don't leave me. And that's it. Um, it's not bad. It's a very interesting lens in the way that they wrote it because it's not him going, I'm so sorry, I screwed up. You know, I I did this wrong, I did this wrong, I did this wrong. Um, you know, it's not a song where he's saying, I'm sorry. It's a song where he's saying, I can't live without you. I'm a screw up and I'm gonna keep screwing up but please don't leave me because I can't live without you. Mm-hmm. So it's a very unique lens in that, you know, I screwed up love story, which is written in every single country music song ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a very unique lens. And so it does, it does get some points for that. Okay. Um, so lyrics for me are a 6.4. All right. Musicianship. Yes. I want to start by saying that drummer is unreal. Ryan. Yes, he is. Dude, he is insane. Good. Yes. He's also a CrossFit trainer. Oh. Which, if you ever, well, you, I guess you probably won't ever meet the guy, but it's unlikely. It makes sense. Yeah. He's a fit dude. Is he? Yeah. He's a little ripped. Yeah. Um, talent and drums, unreal. Yep. Um, vocal talent, very impressive. Yeah. His range is good. Mm-hmm. His talent is good. I don't. It's not as bad as a lot of songs out there. I don't care for the screamy vocals. Okay. It's just not my style. It's for me, I want and this is my background in, in music production does come a little bit differently um from what a lot of people come up with. I care way more about vocal clarity. Okay. I really want to be able to understand what's being said. Sure. Um when I listen to a song and I can't understand the lyrics, it just makes me angry. Sure. Um and shouty vocals kind of hurts that a bit sure. i care more about clarity than i do that being said talent's still unreal um the guitar player is shredding now it's funny that you say you know you, whenever somebody's just a you know playing a four chord progression it's not quite a four chord progression really not far off though it's a very basic chord progression sure um but still, I mean, the dude's shredding. I mean, it's it's definitely fun. Um, the rhythms, cat. I mean, the rhythms, a groove. Like, it's I can I can bop my head to it. Mm-hmm. Bop my head to it. Sounds like a twelve year old. <laughs> I can jam with it. Like, I get sure. it. It's there. Um, so for me, musicianship eight point two. Like, it's definitely up there. Um, I can appreciate the musical talent going on here. Okay. I may not be what I listen to, but I can. It's definitely up there. Okay. Production. Um, again, like I was saying, vocal clarity for me is a big deal. Um, 
I honestly, at very few times did I feel confident that I knew what the lyric being sung was. Sure. Um, the vocals are buried in the mix, which that style of music, that's how it normally goes. Mm-hmm. Drums are front and center. Um, the bass, ironically, was buried a bit more than I like. Mm-hmm. I usually like more bass in my song. Um, and usually in those kinds of songs, that's not an issue. Um, for yeah. me, the bass was kind of buried a little bit. Um, so the production was lacking from my personal preference and not from a I like this style of music preference, but just from a I have to understand the vocals preference. Okay. So I, I feel like this isn't me just saying I don't like the style of music because I know that's kind of part of the style. But sure. for me, that feels like a, I just I need to understand what's being sung okay. perspective. Um, so the production for me was 6.2. It uh, could have been better. I think there's a lot of room for improvements, um, but it was it was it was decent. Uh, earworm ability. It's a one. It's that song's not getting stuck in my head. Fair. That leaves me an overall score. Sure. Which. Don't come at me with the math. I know this is not the average of all the others. I didn't do math either. I don't plan on doing math for mine either, so don't worry about that. But the overall score on my side is seven point. Okay. I final impressions. Not the kind of music I would listen to. It's not the lyric style that I listen to. Sure. The whole love story, broken heart thing, begging not to leave. That's not really my style of what I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is. I think a little ironic given the song that I'm about to give you. Yeah. Um, but a little, it's a catchy song. It's a, not a catchy song. It's a good song with lots of rhythm, with lots of groove to it. There's a lot to it that I understand why people like this music and talent is very high up there. Sure. So for me, it's a good song. Okay. So that's a, that's about where I expected that score to be okay. from you. So, yeah. And, and I'm glad, like I said, Devin Townsend is a, he means a lot to me. That mm-hmm. is a very integral part of my life, especially my adult life. Um, a few things that I have for you, you're spot on about the lyrics, really. Mm-hmm. Um, he does typically like to write songs that are, you know, whether if they're a love song, is a different type of love song. It's not, like you said, it's not the typical country western, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, please come back to me. His yeah. is more of a, well, basically what you said. You kind of hit that pretty pretty much spot on. Yeah. Um, tying into the musicianship with your screamy vocals stuff, my entire life, I spent until I was introduced to Devin Townsend mm-hmm. saying that I hate metal music because I hate screamy vocals because if I can't understand what they're saying, what is the point? Right. And I still, for the most part, stick by that. Mm-hmm. But I love these bands. I've gotten really into more metal music the last 10-ish years or so. Yeah. Due to some friends that I have that I've gone to a lot of shows and there's mm-hmm. a lot of passion behind it, especially Devin Townsend. Yeah. Um, I really like these bands that have a little bit of the screamy kind of stuff. And in Devin Townsend's, in Devin Townsend's way, especially when you watch him live, which is why I'm sad I didn't send you the live version of this. I don't know yeah. why I didn't. Yeah. Um, but his screamy vocals come from passion. They're not from just to be screaming. Sure. And when you see him live, you can tell. Yeah. Because the way he looks when he screams, you can tell that he is mm-hmm. he is in it. Yeah. You can probably kind of feel it when he's singing it. Mm-hmm. But but 
the reason I love Devin Townsend is because when he goes to sing, his voice is incredible mm-hmm. and operatic at times. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Kingdom because of the very, very first thing he sings when he mm-hmm. hits that eye and he holds it. It's just so operatic, and you're mm-hmm. like, whoa. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, you... What? I get that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next thing you mentioned, you mentioned the guitar. Mm-hmm. The guitarist is Devin Townsend. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So that, I think... Now, there is another guitarist um, that's in there. Dave Young also plays guitar. Okay. Um, but it may be the same thing in other bands. I guess I don't really know, but I know in metal music a lot, there is a lead guitar and a rhythm guitar, mm-hmm. which is very common in like rock and stuff like that. So sure. when you're talking about your four chord progression stuff yeah. that you're talking about, yeah. that's probably more Dave Young on his um, mm-hmm. rhythm guitar stuff. That's sure. the whole point. Sure. Um, but all the shreddy stuff, the solos and all that stuff, that's... Yeah. Almost always Devin Townsend, okay. who will do it while he's singing. Part of the reason why I love Devin Townsend so much, yeah. he is one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also one of the best singers I've ever seen. Yeah, um, you know he, he's got talent. He started playing guitar with Steve Vai. I don't yeah. know if you know who that is. I've heard the name. Yeah, he was in a band with Steve Vai. Yeah, so he he is a very good guitar player. Okay. So. I think that to me that adds to the musicianship stuff. But when we get to my first song, you know, I'll explain how I do musicianship and all sure. that kind of stuff. So the fact that he can do the vocals and yeah. he's the one playing guitar is just mm-hmm. like, how does one person do this? Yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah. Um, your production score—that's, I mean, I think it probably would have been higher if I would have given you the live version. Just the live version yeah. is so much insane. That's my fault. But yeah. um, yeah, ear Billy, I didn't expect that to get stuck in your head. It gets stuck in my head. Sure. But I didn't even listen to the song when I sent it to you yesterday. <laughs> I literally sent you the YouTube video yeah. and immediately sang it the rest of the night. But I listen to that music every day. Yeah, so yeah. A little bit different. But but yeah, that was that was uh that was right about where I figured it would be. So what's your overall score of the song? Nine point nine. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. It's my second favorite Devin Townsend song. I only have one song by him that tops it. Okay. Uh, which you will get eventually. Sure. Um that I eventually will give you my my top Devin Townsend song. And, and just so you're fully aware, there's more Devin Townsend songs coming. But, oh, I have no, I mean, I'm not, no I'm going to, I'm going to space them, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's, I, I want, I also want to send you other ones that are totally different than that one, yeah. you know? So he, he's, he's very different, but yeah. yeah, I give that song to me is probably a 9.9 and only because there's only one song. I mean, perfect 10 is hard to get. I, I don't think I will ever give a song. perfect ten. Yeah. It's, it, I, I don't even know if I would give, my favorite song by him a perfect 10 but if there's any song in the world that gets a perfect 10 it's probably that one yeah so all right you got a song for me i do now okay. i want to preface by saying i probably will never assign you like my favorite song because i don't think i ever have a favorite song sure um i have what's a hot song in my brain and like what i've heard recently that i like okay um so this is the most recent song you added to my playlist okay uh, and it is called half hearted okay by a new band i found called we three Okay. Found him on TikTok. Thank you, TikTok. Um, and specifically, I sent you the live version from the Elsinore theme. I'm not surprised. Live versions are... They're usually better. Well, they're better and worse. Kind of right. really depends on the band, worse. honestly. Yeah. But Production matters a lot more with live than it yeah, does with studio. It does. Studio, you can produce that out of it. Live, you got to get it right the first time. Yep. Um, okay, Half-Hearted by We Three. Correct. All right. Specifically the live version. Okay. Um... We'll put the song in the in the show notes, so if you want to go and listen to it and tell us how we're wrong, that'd be great. Both songs. We'll also throw... I know this this one will be a weird one because it'll have two songs, but we'll throw them both in there. We'll probably also throw the live version that Steve 
Yeah, I'll probably just there. throw the live version in there. If you want to go find the non-live version, that's well, fine. But we're going to put both in there because yeah. I want people to listen to what I listen to. And yeah, that's, listen that's fair. And to the real one. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into your final two, and then we'll wrap, and we'll let these people get out of here. Yeah, because we have no idea how long we've been going for. Oh, I have an idea how long we've been going for, but most of this is going to get cut. Right. <laughs> we've edited a lot out of this yeah. episode. All right. Hit me with number two. Number two. So I'm going to take you. To Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. That is my wife's all-time favorite Harry Potter. It is a very good movie. It's one of my favorites, too, but that is her absolute... No, and I did want to say something. Sorry, just one point of clarity. Um, these are not things that I think ruined the Harry Potter series. These are things I think ruined the Harry Potter movies. The Harry Potter series as a whole is still incredible. The movies got a little murky. Everyone understands Logan hates Harry Potter. Moving on. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Now, you have read the books a while ago, correct? Yes. What is one of the first big things to happen in Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? The Triwizard thing? A little earlier than that. Or they make it school. Man, I don't remember. It was I, I mean, I read Quidditch it when it came out. World. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that same movie. Yes. Quidditch so, World Cup. Quidditch World Cup. This was a scene that I read in the books. I love. That was so cool. One of those scenes that I could not wait to see the movie. I was going to be so cool to see the Quidditch World Cup. Yep. Sit down on my couch, watch movie, push play. They're going through all like the camping scene, all the pregame stuff. Yep. I'm getting all excited. And then they start the match. And then cut yep. it to after the the game was over. Yes. Can you imagine my discomfort sitting in a theater at a midnight premiere of that? The most excited part of that book that I was excited for was the Quidditch, which I have said. I, I had said it for the, through the first three. There's not enough Quidditch. I'm like, give me more Quidditch in the movies anyway. Yes, I agree. And then I was like, yo, Quidditch World Cup. This is going to be. D- oh, it's. Uh, I would have gotten over out of the midnight. Yeah, it's like I would have gotten it. It's over. Out. There's no. It was so bad. I mean, so objectively, years later, I've watched that movie 117 times, probably. Sure. Like I said, it's our go. It's all. It's our go-to. That's my wife's favorite. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand. So it's really like the turning point of the movies, where it goes from being more of a kids' movie to like, oh, now it's kind of an adult movie with some serious storylines. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, it went with us as we got older. You know, that's why I have such an attachment to those movies, too, is that they came out at the age that I was. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that was really just a turning point in that in that movie. So maybe the Quidditch part, it just wasn't pertinent to the movie, so it didn't need to be in there. I'm not saying I'm not disappointed. But... I don't know the um, the truth of this. I had read at one point it was done because of cost. Um, oh, I could see do that, too. CGI of the Quidditch World Cup considering like the giant theater they were in like just to film those or to do those uh like pre-match shots were apparently incredibly expensive to yeah do. um and i think that was the reason that it wasn't done and looked horrible i'm just yeah throwing I didn't that out great. there i mean the um, victor crumb stuff in particular where he's fist pumping it looks god-awful yeah cgi wise it looks god-awful but i can see that good. being hellaciously expensive to film that but and 
not not to mention time consuming, not just money consuming, right. time consuming to film that. So I could see that, but mm-hmm. I, I think maybe it also was like you know this really isn't that integral, mm-hmm. especially from this point forward. Quidditch doesn't matter anymore, right? Because now they're trying to not get killed. From that point on, I so, don't think Quidditch appeared in the movies at all. I'm probably wrong, but uh, I I feel like it, well, yeah, because Jenny played. Oh, that's right. So there was there was the the one. I think it was like one more time, but it really wasn't. Well, and wasn't the fourth where Ron got put on the team, or was that the fifth? That was the that was the fifth. That was their. I think that was their last year really at school, wasn't it? No, they did the sixth year at school. Did they? Yeah, the seventh year is the only one they didn't go to school. Uh, Um. Yeah, I think so. I I I, maybe it was it was because it was kind of a turning point, and I'm sure not story related. It was just really expensive. That does make sense, and I totally get that, and I do understand that, but. That was in a book that was super exciting. Yeah. And I imagine the whole book was expensive to make it. Oh, I'm sure. Because they couldn't um, leave a whole lot out. Right. That book there, was There was the Triwizard Tournament was, was huge. Yeah. Um, so I do get all that. But that being said, I'm yeah. give the world what they wanted. Hey, put it in your TV show. Well, I will. That's a two-parter right there. That's a to be continued. It's a to be continued. And my number one. Number one. All-time thing. Okay that the Harry Potter movies got wrong. Okay. And in my opinion, this isn't a small qualm that I have. In my opinion, this ruined this particular movie for me. Okay. This is why it Logan hates Harry Potter. took what was an incredible scene that I could not wait to see. Didn't give it. Okay. And in my opinion, ruined the tone of this movie. Okay. This was the final battle of Hogwarts. Harry Potter. Deathly Hallows Part 2. Mm-hmm. When Harry is fighting. Okay. Very. Now, what we got in the movie, just so everybody recaps, so we make sure we're all on the same page. We got them up in the bell tower where they first met. They started like doing some weird flying around thing because I think Voldemort was trying to apparate wasn't working because Harry was there and so they're flying around all over the place. They land in the um uh the courtyard. I can't remember the name of it. Is it the courtyard? It's not the courtyard. It's the I can't. Remember. They land in the courtyard, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, they look at each other. They each cast a spell. Harry Potter casts Expelliarmus. Voldemort tries to cast Butter Cadavra. Makes no sense, but doesn't work. Yeah. Um, rebounds back. And then Voldemort dissolves into this powdery substance and like flakes away and gets the super weak death. To be fair, you skipped a lot. I did. In that yeah. little scene right there. So I did. that's not just in case anyone hasn't seen that movie, that is not all that happens. No, 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 no. But there I skipped over lot of details. The important um, parts, honestly, of how that how it even works. But so yeah. I skipped over. All right, I I hit the points that mattered to my counterpoint. Sure. Because what we didn't get, we did not get. First of all, what was the most beautifully crafted monologue I've ever seen in my life? Mm-hmm. What was a good five page monologue of Harry explaining to Voldemort? in crucial detail what happened where he went wrong and in my favorite lines in that in that monologue which happens several times is harry says tom speaking to voldemort 
And Voldemort tries to clap back, saying, you dare. And Harry says, yes, I dare, because you are He doesn't say part, but that's what's implied, because so much of the final battle between Harry and Voldemort was showing that Voldemort, at the end of the day, for everything he tried to do, everything he tried to do to save, extend his life and to make sure he lived forever, he was human. And he's going to die like a human. And he refused to call Voldemort and call him Tom. And Voldemort tries to get so mad every single time. He says, you dare. He says, yes, I dare. Hmm. And for me, that is, A, one of the best clapbacks. Yeah. Um, such a sign of disrespect that he valued him no more different than anybody else um, in a series where people were scared to even call him by his name. His fake name. His fake name, yeah. let alone his real name. Harry was the only person in the series to call him by his real name, except for a couple times. Before. Yeah. Um, but A, the rant was, uh, it was just a well-written rant. The whole, you know, disrespect of calling him Tom, him saying, you know, I, yes, I dare. Um, Shoddy wasn't scared of him anymore. He was, his fear was gone. Um, and this, again, drove home that point that no matter what Voldemort did, he was still that was the whole point of the Deathly Hallows and the Tale of the Three Brothers, is that these three guys tried to escape death. Guess what? Death welcomed them in his arms at the end. Yeah, true. Um, this, and I think the second crucial part was the way that Voldemort died. Um, the actual, like, him dying whenever in the movie, he got hit by the rebounding spell, and he you know, dissolved in this epic fashion and it looked cool. And in the book, Harry cast Expelliarmus, Voldemort cast Avada Kedavra, and because the Elder Wands knew that he did not belong to Voldemort, it did not perform, perform like it was supposed to. And so that is why the spell didn't work. The spell rebounded back, hit Voldemort, and Voldemort fell down and died like a human huh. because again that was the whole point was that no matter what Voldemort did he was human huh. he lived like a human and he died like a human despite everything he tried to do and for me that was one of the biggest tones that got ruined that got lost in um, they treated Voldemort like he was special even in his death and for me that they missed the mark epically not only because I didn't get the rant that I wanted, but because the way he died. Yeah. That's a, yeah, those are all good points. And I do think that that would, it would have been better to end that way. So, and I don't, I can't really think of a reason why they wouldn't have done it that way. Cause it's not like you change the tone. It's the end of the movie. So that's just how it ends. It's not like the other ones where it's like, well, we got six more movies left. You know, we can't, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the end of the movie and it wouldn't have changed anything. It would have been more canon. Mm-hmm. And it would have been probably better. Again, that whole tone, the whole movie of, you know, that whole eighth movie of, you know, we're not scared of Voldemort anymore. You know, he's human. That was all lost. And I don't know. For me, that ruins the movie for me. What could have been, what was the pinnacle of an incredible series of an incredible movie? It ruins the whole thing because they took what was the most important tone and it didn't happen. Yeah, that's fair. So, call me crazy if you want. Call me cynical. But that's my rant. I've been holding on to this one for uh, uh, 10 years now. 
I think. I don't remember how long it's been since that movie came out. I think about 10 years. Yeah, something like that. Hold on to that for 10 years. It's officially off my chest. I dig it. I like it. So, so that's my list okay. of the top five things that the movies got wrong from the books. Do you have anything to contribute, Ad? I know you kind of reacted a little bit along the way. Yeah, I reacted along the way for a lot. The only one that I think jumps out to me that uh, I think could have been... I don't, it doesn't ruin or really change anything. It just would have been cool if they would have done more with the house cup. Because yeah. they really only did it the first movie, maybe the second movie too. But then they just kind of... It just kind of fell off. They just yeah. didn't do it. And I know when they did the Triwizard Tournament, they um, Dumbledore does say, you know, this is replacing... Right our house cup for this year. So I get that, right. but then it just never, like it never happens again. And even in the first movies, it just kind of wasn't really a thing. I feel mm-hmm. like they could have made it more of a thing. Well, but I mean, that's a little thing that doesn't yeah. really matter. I mean, it has nothing to do with the movie and I don't even know why they would do it, but also to be fair, the whole house cup thing is kind of a joke anyway, because yeah, it's always just Dumbledore going, how many points is Gryffindor losing mm-hmm. by 3,732? 3,733 points to Gryffindor. To Harry, uh, Gryffindor. <laughs> and Neville. <laughs> Harry's the character here. He needs to win every yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But. So, it's kind of a joke. I Again, it talks to the whole, we don't have time for everything. Yeah. I do get that one a little bit. But, but also, I, I will say they did. Have you seen the preview for uh, for the new Fantastic Beast? I have, yes. Have you seen the one where they're they're around doing the stuff in the classroom? Yeah, and, yep. Um, can't remember who it was, says something to Albus, and he goes, huh, 30 points to Gryffindor, and then he just keeps going with his thing. Yeah. I was like, see? That's how they could have done it. It could have just been a thing. That's yeah. it. You know, it's not just at the end. They're like, well, here's a bunch of points. To, you know, although I will say, the, the more times that I've watched the first movies, there are more instances of them giving and taking away points than I remembered ori- originally. Right. You know, they get in trouble, they do something, they mm-hmm. do something out in the, gr- in the grounds or whatever, and McGonagall's like, that'll be 10 points. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, Oh, that's actually, I guess it was a little more pertinent. There but. are a little bit. And it's it's a fun, like, nod to the series whenever they do remember to, to throw those in there. I yeah. agree. They could have done it. Plus, I, and I guess also, I guess contrary to what I just said, you know, once it kind of becomes more of an adult or teenage to right. adult movie, then it's like, okay, we don't really care about this. We right. don't really care about this anymore. Right. But I don't know. It could have just been some, a theme that they could have kept going. To you be know. fair, my wife and I, in regular daily use, do say, 10 points to Hufflepuff or 10 points to Ravenclaw. That's fair. Um, because that's just a common But do you keep track? No, no, of course not. Sounds like you need to get on. Do you? No, but I don't do that. So It's more just like a That's fair. Anytime she says That's clever. I give you 10 points to Hufflepuff for thinking. I said, I'm giving you 10 points to Hufflepuff for thinking. Right. Yeah, but I like your wife better. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, is that all you got? That's all I got. Let's get these people out of here. There's yeah. a game tonight. Been talking long enough. Yeah. yeah. Good thing we have another one to record. Yep. Hey, guys, tune in. I don't know if it'll be next week. Whenever we release the next one, we got another one yeah, coming for you. I don't think we're going to release them. But it'll be there. Check us out. Twitter. Instagram. Reddit. We don't have an Instagram. No. Probably never will. Yeah. Uh, we do have a Facebook. TRU underscore pod on Twitter. R slash 
TRU podcast. There you go. Look at on you. Reddit. Look at that. I don't use Reddit, so it's hard for me to remember that one. Yeah. And I believe our Facebook, if you just search Talk Record Upload, it should come up. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it should just come up if you just search Talk Record Upload. Please follow us. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a share when you see this. We would greatly appreciate it. We're trying to grow it as much as we can. Get our voice out to as many people who won't care about anything we're saying either. But it's still fun. We like watching the numbers grow. I yeah. check it multiple times a day. I don't know why. It's just fun to watch, I guess. It's, it's fun to look at the number go up. Yeah. And we would love some feedback on Twitter and on Reddit because we really, honest, honestly, I, I don't want to speak for you, Logan, but I have no idea if anybody enjoys listening to this. I know when we first put it out, there was a couple people that would text me or would talk to me and be like, hey, this one was really funny. I have no idea if anyone listens yeah. to it or enjoys listening to it. Yep. So, let us know. Let us know if you like it. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know if you want to fix it. Give us a name for the song bit. Right. Because Rate My Song is lame, but it's going to stay that until mm-hmm. someone gives us a better idea. Andy? I was just going to say, you Andy? Or until you follow us on Reddit and leave the suggestion on the Reddit thread, I'm not doing a suggestion. Say. Exactly. Andy. Talk to you. Directly to you. All right, well, hey, this was fun. Yeah, do it again. Do it again. Thanks.